Hello, everyone. It's Kat from Worth Living here with the founder, Keith Anderson. Hi, Kat. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Very well, thank you. And our other co-host, Katie. Hi, guys. So today, um, last week, we had a pretty big, we talked about um, suicide, and there was some pretty heavy stuff. So we're thinking we're going to try to have a little bit of a, a lighter discussion. It's definitely some really good stuff, but... Um, we're going to try to keep it a little bit more upbeat, continue to just tell our individual stories, um, and hopefully you guys will like it. So we're talking about self-esteem and self-confidence, use them interchangeably. Um, basically how I think of a typical timeline, that, and this can vary, and we're going to tell you how it varies for sure. But um, I think of a typical timeline for a mentally ill person. They start out, they get the diagnosis, they start their treatment, and the primary goal is stability. That's what they want. They're finding a life that they can stand. They're going for stability. After you find stability with your medications and your therapy um, and whatever else you may need, then you go on to self-care, finding things that make you happy, finding things that calm you down when you're upset, just finding what you need to make that life more than livable, make that life enjoyable. After you find that self-care, then the last step and the step we're going to be talking about today is that self-esteem, really becoming confident and proud of who you are with this disorder, with your mental illness, because it's a whole, you have to find a whole different sense of self once you're diagnosed maybe not completely but it's definitely a part of you Um, and it's a part you have to figure out and then once you figure that out in my opinion that's really where you've gotten very far with your diagnosis and your mental health journey that is a huge accomplishment and I'm really proud of myself for getting there my co-hosts have done a really good job working towards that as well so we're really excited to share with you our journeys um and how we found that self-esteem and self-confidence. So I'm going to let Keith start. Okay, thanks, Kat. Um, great topic tonight, I think. Okay, we had a little chat before, and like we usually do. Um, I look at self-esteem and, and self-confidence, self-worth, and self-respect as all coming together for me as, as, one, as one self, if you will, okay? Um, now, I'm a lawyer, okay, and I practice law for many years. And I was pretty fearless, okay, um, in law school, the same, pretty much, okay, a bit shy, but quiet in law school, but then, you know, as one ventured back, you know, out into the world um, and practicing, you sort of had to be a bit, uh, you know, um, hard-edged, if you will, okay, so self-confidence and, and self-esteem, I had you know, loads of it, okay, um, the bigger the file, the more complicated, the more complex, you know, I could take it on and, and, and do well and get it done and, and, and please the client and, and, and so on, okay? I mean, I, I enjoy that, that, that kind of pressure, that kind of stress. You know, like a, a five-day trial in a courtroom, okay? Nothing better, okay? Pre- preparing for a couple of weeks beforehand, okay? Um, that first morning in, in, in court, for example, okay, it was always stressful, okay? But it felt good, okay? So after my depression set in, okay, after I was diagnosed and had a mental breakdown, you know, uh, my self-confidence was, was nil, esteem was shattered, okay, self-worth was just not around, and, and self-respect was pretty low, too, okay, so pretty much all shattered for me. 
so I and I had no idea how to get that back. Okay, so much for me. Okay, and I think for many people still, you know, what we do for a living kind of is a part of who we are. And after my breakdown, I wasn't able to practice, so I just sort of, you know, that was gone. Okay, and all those resources and people and and and, and contacts and such were were just gone. So you know, how, how do you? What do you reach for? Who do you talk to? Who do you? Who do you? You know, you know what do you do now? And I was completely lost, not a clue, honestly. Okay, and for me that was troubling because I was, you know, well organized in my life. Okay, previously um, on, on on track, on the path. Okay, doing well. Everything's just coming right into place in, in my life, but for my depression. So it was okay. What do I now do? And um, you know the usual, okay, for me anyhow, and, and others, okay, who, who are fortunate. I had great family, a great therapist, um, two friends, and I worked hard myself to get healthy, okay. But the self confidence it was 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 huge fat. It didn't come slowly at all. It, it took many years, and it started to to to, to come into play. When I got invited by some mental health groups to contribute, to volunteer, okay, to get involved, okay, to ask me for my opinion, okay, nobody asked me for my opinion in six years, okay, and that was what I did for a living, I will give, will give my opinion on things. Um, so that sort of was, was the start of, of regaining, you know, that level of self-esteem, okay, and my goal way back then was to get to the, you know, the same place I had been in, okay, and most days I think I'm there. I feel strong, okay, from within myself. I'm confident. My self-esteem is good, okay. Um, self-respect is way up, um, perhaps like never before. Um, um, and 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 so I mean, it just takes some time to, to sort of grasp the, the the problem at hand, and how to address it, and then work at it. And that's how it went for me. A long struggle, but here I am. <laughs> That's a great story. Um, I think that's, I think that's a, honestly how a lot of people are. And I really liked how you said that, you know, you are part of your career because I think a lot of people really find their self-worth in what they do for a mm-hmm. living. Sure. Um, and sometimes with the mental illness, if you can't do that anymore, well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I had to drop out of school for a semester. What do I do? What did I do with my days? Mm-hmm. It was it was mind boggling once I got out of the hospital and looked around and I was like, what am I supposed to do? My parents and my brother are at work in school all day. Mm-hmm. I have no goals. I don't know when I'm going back to school. I don't have a career. I'm 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like I have, I have no, it felt like I had no use in the workplace. I couldn't go to school. What was I supposed to do? Sure. It felt like I was the only one in that place. Yeah. And you're trying to figure yourself out, right? Mm-hmm. Half of the battle with self-esteem and self-confidence is finding your sense of being. Who yep. am I? Yep. Absolutely. And once I came to terms with it and I said, you know what? I know what my job is now. I know what I'm going to pretend is my school or my schoolwork. My full-time job will be getting better. And once I had that, I was like, okay, this is a tangible result. This is something that I'm going to work towards. And that can be my job and my passion and what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And that just changed. It was just a mindset, but that just changed everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can work hard at getting better. Yep. 
This is the hardest thing I've ever done. Sure. I work so hard for it. Yeah. The best thing I've ever done for myself. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Katie, I know you have a, a little bit of a different story <laughs> because you did start with um, your disorder was obviously you were diagnosed at a much younger age than Keith. No offense, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I probably developed OCD when I was probably seven or eight. So that's like a pretty young age to be mentally ill. Um, So it's really strange for myself because a lot of my growing up had to do with mental illness and not being diagnosed. Um, So... I, from a very young age, had no confidence, uh, no self-esteem, because I was so entrenched in my intrusive thoughts, and specifically thinking I was some sort of horrible human being, some sort of monster. And so growing up, I just really thought I was this terrible person who didn't deserve to exist. And so for me, it took, it took until I was about 16 years old to sort of hit a breaking point Mm. when I became suicidal for the first time uh, to recognize that something needed to change because I couldn't live the way I was living anymore. Right. It's just when you're so low, when your self-esteem is so low when it's going on for years and constantly persisting, it's just not a way to exist. It's, it becomes too much. Right. And so for me, the beginning of sort of developing stability was through therapy, right. Recognizing what is obsessive compulsive disorder? Uh, How do we treat it? What's the recovery going to look like? Um, And sort of going through that, it, it was really interesting. It was really interesting to kind of decipher is my low self-esteem from men- being mentally ill or is it also just from being at that time a teenager, right? <laughs> because mm-hmm. when yeah. you're a teenager, it's already hard to grow up as it is. Mm-hmm. It's a little harder when you're also mentally ill. Um, I remember one thing that really helped with my self-esteem. I was seeing a counselor in high school as well as my psychologist. And I remember I was getting bullied pretty heavily And she told me that one thing I could do to sort of trick my brain into thinking I was confident was um, holding my shoulders back and putting my head, my, my head up and looking over everybody else's head as I was walking, because it it just came off as a confident stance. And eventually I started walking around like that everywhere I went. And I sort of just tricked myself into thinking, Mm -hmm. Oh, look at me. I'm so confident because my body language it's literally presenting that it is which sounds like a really cheesy thing to say but for me it ended up working out beautifully and um as I was going through therapy and sort of dealing with my intrusive thoughts I was beginning to to just become more confident in myself more confident Mm -hmm. in my ability to recover from everything and what's really funny is that if you were to ask some of my friends, um, they would probably describe me as quite confident today, um, even as a public speaker, um, as I, you know, have gone throughout school. I've had a lot of people comment on my confidence and asking me why I'm so confident. And I always found it so ironic that the thing that has made me so confident is being so mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And, uh, 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The origin mm. story. I had to be the least confident person ever in order yeah. to become one of the most confident people, which sounds sure. like really, uh, like I said, very cheesy, very cliche, all that yeah. stuff. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is possible is what I'm trying to sort of get at. I mean, if someone like myself has grown up legitimately being so unconfident and questioning my identity 24-7, you know, growing up my formative years, feeling that way, it it is a behavior, it is a a feeling that could almost be unlearned. I mean, granted, through a lot of years, I mean, it doesn't come quickly by any means it takes a lot of patience it takes a lot of trial and error too because I've definitely embarrassed myself I've definitely have had failures as we all have which are all learning experiences Um, I've certainly messed up a number of times (laughs) but at the end of the day um, it's all about resiliency right it's all about trying again and again and again and again and again and again yep and that's sort of my story with uh self-esteem and self-confidence and you know where i am today good thanks for sharing yes i think that's a great like another great perspective to take is like you didn't you didn't refine your self-confidence you found your self-confidence for the first time after you were diagnosed like it just proves that you can come from any walk of life at any point you can decide you know what like this is gonna this is gonna change and it's it's walking differently it's you know sometimes it's speaking out about your mental illness that makes you more confident oh absolutely it's finding that you can control and maintain and tame the beast like learning about how you can make like treat your mental illness that can give you confidence because like if you can do that like what can't you do you Mm. know yeah yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's look- because we all have different uh, perspectives when it comes to self-confidence and self-esteem, right? We all ended Definitely. up being in different extremes. Yep. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we we're laughing because like always, we had three different perspectives <laughs> and Keith is at one end, Katie's at the other, and I'm squished in the middle. <laughs> um, so um, I have bipolar disorder as people who listen to this regularly may know, um, two of the main symptoms of a manic episode are grandiosity and euphoria. So grandiosity is like this inflated sense of self-esteem. Like you don't think, you're not confident in yourself. Like you know you're the best. You're so attractive. You're so like talented. You're so smart. You're so interesting like everyone should want to be your life is incredible you there should be a movie made about you like this is grandiosity and the euphoria it's like I could never feel better no one's ever felt as good as I feel right now just like elated just over the top and to me when I was diagnosed and to find out no like these are symptoms of your disorder this isn't necessarily your personality Do you still have self-esteem when you have a depressive phase? I was really thrown off because I struggled for a while. I was like, how do I figure out what my personality is and what my disorder is? Like, do they overlap? Are they completely separate entities? Do I even have self-confidence when I'm in a depressed stage or when I'm not manic? 
what does that even mean? And I think the biggest thing that I had to realize was that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if my self-esteem gets mixed for my grandiosity and sometimes I don't feel it as much when I'm depressed like that that I had to throw that out the door I was never gonna Mm. figure that out and I was gonna just kill myself trying so it was threw that out the door and I realized you know what like I can really I can figure out what what I like about myself and what makes me feel self-confident and I can find that even when I'm not manic and like, that's what matters is just keeping on to those parts that I think so highly of myself when I'm in a manic phase. Like, what is it as actually true? I am not, <laughs> I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I do value my intelligence. And I do think that I, I put some, some of my self-worth into being smart. And I do like that about myself. I'm not the most attractive person in the world, but I like my eyes. I like my hair. Those are things that I can like even when I'm not manic. Um, pretty much the list goes on just figuring mm-hmm. out like what you're actually confident about and mm-hmm. what makes you feel good. Like that's something that I have regardless of what mood I'm in. Yeah. Um, and that's been really relieving to find out that I can still have self-confidence when I'm not in a manic phase. Mm-hmm. I can still feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that I, was just relieving. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely with Kat there. Can we imagine okay, you know, looking after yourself sort of, you know, and, and seeing you know, what's it, what's in yourself. Okay. And, and for me, it was um, recognizing that, you know, I like myself. Okay. That, that was the first step. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, then I could grow from there I mean, in terms of self-confidence, you know, regaining that, that level of self-confidence, self-esteem and such. Okay. And when I say I worked, I worked hard at getting healthy. That was part of it. Working within myself. Okay. You know, what do I want? What do I need? Okay. What will make me feel, you know, self-confident. Okay? And I like myself and appreciate the fact that I'm, you know, things happen in my life. Okay. That I didn't like, but it is what it is sort of. Okay. And accept that, um, make the best of, of, of each day, each moment. Okay. And in time over years, I got to a, a better place. Okay, it's it's not an overnight, you know, recovery. It's not a linear recovery. It'll be mentioned in another podcast. Yeah. But it is, you know, step by step. Sometimes you go backwards. Sometimes you go sideways. There's a bump, perhaps. But overall, you you move forward in it. Okay. And that's think, when you gain the confidence. Yep. Yes, I I think you you just what you said really resonated with me because I was going to say that while I can say that I'm very confident now, I'm not confident every single day. Mm, I certainly have days where I don't like myself or days where I don't feel confident in who I am and my self-esteem can be very low. It's very much like recovery in that you can't expect yourself to be happy every day. You can't expect every day to be this amazing day. Mm. Um, You can certainly have low days and that's totally healthy and totally normal, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's something important to think about because when we talk about self-esteem and self-confidence, we might have these expectations that we're going to feel great all the time, but that's not realistic. No, totally. And like the, the part of self-confidence isn't having it all the time, but it's the ability to find it again. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. When you lose it. And sometimes you find it when you need it. Yes. Find it when you need it. Okay. Sometimes it's like, Oh, I don't want to do that project. Okay. Or, or, Or attend that meeting perhaps. 
But when you mm-hmm. do, it's like, hey, this is good. I'm okay here. This is, uh, yeah, you know, and off you go. Okay. You get that, you know, confidence, that self is kicking in and, 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 and off you go for a good day. Yeah. Yep. For sure. I think that we should end off by, and I already started it, so you guys get to do it, by naming one thing or two things about yourself that make you self-confident. Keith? Um, on the spot. <laughs> I like it. I'll just, okay, um, I'm happy with my life. That gives me confidence. Okay. Yes. So I, true. I, yeah, I think I'm a kind person. I've been I've been told that, and I agree. Not always, but I, I agree. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that kicks in. Okay. So those are the two big ones for me, and that comes from within, like I've said. Okay. And, and yeah. Awesome. I think for myself, I'm pretty confident with my intelligence. Um, I like to believe that um you know i've worked really hard towards completing my education with two learning disabilities and a mental illness i'm very proud of that so that's something that i really value within myself and i'm also going to go with kindness i like to think that i'm a pretty kind person um sometimes it isn't always easy <laughs> some people don't make it easy right yeah. so i think being kind like putting that effort in to be kind whenever whenever necessary like you know I think that's really important and I really value those two things within myself I would say awesome like that cat you're I'm gonna I'm going I'm going (laughs) (laughs) um I'm gonna say resilience is my number one one. I'm really proud of how resilient I am and my second one is I'm passionate yeah, I'm yeah. always passionate. If yeah. I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it 100%. Mm-hmm. And I really value that about myself. Yeah. These are all great qualities. Great things. Like- yeah, I feel a little good. <laughs> we are pretty cool, aren't we, huh? Yeah, yeah not yeah. too bad. <laughs> well, thanks for talking with me, guys. No problem. Thank you. Pat and Katie, indeed. Yeah, Have see a- you next week. You betcha. Bye, guys. Thank you. Good night. Yep, bye-bye.